Welcome to Purpose Without Apology, a podcast for women who love God and think outside the box. Here, we talk about everything from relationships to careers to wealth building and more, and all through the lens of fulfilling your God-given purpose. My name is Lisa Gant. I'm a writer, wife, and mom, and my goal is to empower you to change the world. Let's get started. Hey, y'all. Welcome to another episode of Purpose Without Apology. I'm your host, Lisa, and I am so happy that you are here. So in today's episode, we are going to be talking about legacy. I've been thinking about legacies a lot lately. Recently, we lost Kobe Bryant and uh, his 13-year-old daughter, Gianna Bryant, earlier this year, um, along with uh, seven other um, people who were on a helicopter that crashed with them. Um, We are most familiar with Kobe Bryant and his daughter, um, but all of their lives mattered. All of their lives had impact. Um, And recently, we uh, Kobe Bryant's um, memorial was broadcast around the world, and we were all kind of able to collectively, you know, think about his legacy, think about the impact that he left on society um, and on many of us in general. I'm not a basketball fan. Um, I never really have been, uh, but I knew who he who he was. I think most people, whether you were a fan of him or not, knew what Kobe Bryant had done, um, not only in the sport of basketball, but just what he had brought to pop culture and just to the world of sports, to the world in general. Uh, and so I think there was really a collective grieving that happened and is still happening um, now that he's gone. It was very sudden, his passing. And um, I think for a lot of people, particularly in the black community, um, there was just this really intense mourning that happened and is still happening. Um, So that's kind of been in my mind a lot lately. Um, And also, I went to a funeral not too long ago um, of uh, a close friend of mine lost uh, lost her mother. And um, so I went to her funeral. And And so um, I've just been thinking about legacies and um, the kind of legacies that we leave behind. It's been on my mind a lot lately. Um, And I realized kind of in the process of just working through all these complicated feelings about all of this, I realized that we all leave a legacy, every single one of us. And we don't have a choice about that. Our lives have impact. Our lives affect other people around us. And um, no matter what, we're going to leave a legacy of some kind. And the only thing that we really get to choose is what kind of legacy we're going to leave. We have a choice in how um, we impact people and, and, you know, whether we are a blessing to them or not. Um... We can't even really fully control how people remember us. We can try to have a positive impact, but the way that people take our actions is even that's not really in our control at the end of the day. Um, We can only control our own actions. Um, But it's interesting to me that we all do leave a legacy of some kind. Um, Even if you're a hermit that lives in your house alone and you never go out and you never talk to anyone and you never see anyone and you never do anything for anyone, even a person like that 
they have family. They came from somewhere, right? There are people that are affected by their absence. Um, Even if you're an orphan, even if all of your family has passed away, even if you're the only one left and you are just by yourself and you pass away by yourself, someone has to deal with with your passing someone has to deal with the you know with your burial or your cremation or whatever the process is of putting your body to rest someone has to be a part of that process and so our lives have impact even if we do everything we can to isolate ourselves we still cause ripples we still create a ripple effect in the world that is felt by people around us Um, and so you know just I've been thinking about that and and I realized that I want to be more intentional about the kind of legacy that I leave and I think that that's a lesson we can all take from this whole kind of experience and, and what we've been experiencing lately as a culture with the passing of of Kobe Bryant's death in particular. Um, I think that it, it can give us all cause to really stop and consider the kind of legacies that we're leaving, maybe without even realizing it. So there's a few things that I think really make up the kind of legacy that I personally want to leave. But I want to challenge you in this episode to really think about what you're doing and what kind of legacy you want to leave and what's important to you. What are the values that you want to pass on? What are the things that you want to be remembered for? Um, And so I want you to be asking yourself these questions um, as you're listening to this episode. Um, I'm sharing what I have decided and what has, you know, what's important to me, but you may have your own things that are important to you. And so that it's really important to cut for you to customize this for yourself and for your life. So the first thing I want to do um, is I want to leave a legacy of of faith. Um, It's no secret on this podcast that I'm a Christian, I'm a follower of Christ. Um, And so I want that to be clear, not only in my life, but after my my death. Um, My hope is that um, people who know me, that they come across me and they always, and it's always clear to them just the fact that I'm a Christ follower, um, whether it's through my actions, whether it's the things that I say, or hopefully just the th- that I don't have to say it, but it's just clear in how I live my life and how I treat people. Um, I don't want it to be any secret about where I believe I'm going when I pass away, when I die. Um, as Christians, I mean, we, we, we have, we get to have this special sense of comfort in, in our belief and in our faith, knowing that, um, if we love Jesus and we follow him and we've accepted him as our Lord and savior, that we know where we're going when we pass away. We know that this is just, you know, that we're just a pa- travelers passing through. This is not our home. Right. Um, and one thing that I loved about the um, funeral that I attended recently is that the woman um, who passed away, she was a believer. And so I know I'll see her again. And it's it's this is just a temporary separation. We still grieve. We still mourn her loss. We will absolutely still miss her. But I don't ha- we're not without hope. And I want that to be the same thing, the same feeling that people have when I pass away. Um, There was a sense of hope in her service, in her funeral service, of just knowing that we know where she is, where it's not a mystery. We don't have to wonder. 
and I want that same kind of comfort to be able to give that same kind of comfort to my family when I pass away. Um, The second part of my legacy that I want to leave is um, one of financial security. Um, I really want to leave um, just a comfort to my loved ones in knowing um, that financially that everything has been taken care of. You know, I think that is a huge part of leaving a good legacy in general. And I think that really anyone can really benefit from that. Um, So that includes, you know, basic things like having a will, having an estate plan. Um, I know some people think that estate plans are just for wealthy people or people who have a lot of money. Um, But really anyone can create an an estate plan. Um, You just have to be intentional intentional about your last wishes um, and, and just, you know, seeking an attorney and asking them about, you know, what you would need to do, what's necessary for you and your financial situation. Um, you know, there's a lot that you can do to be intentional, regardless of how much money you have or how little money you have. You still need to have a plan. Um, and so things like having a will, having an estate plan, having life insurance, right? Um, all of those different things are really helpful for your loved ones who are already dealing with the devastating loss Um of just losing you, right? You want to make that process easier for them if you can. And so having those things in place, having a a clear plan, it's just takes one thing off of their plate when they're already having to deal with so many other things. A few resources that I recommend. um, I love Dave Ramsey's book, The Legacy Journey. Um, He came out with it a few years ago. And it really outlines um, how you can set up a legacy for the people that you love that you're leaving behind when you pass away. Um, He really goes through a lot of detail about that. Um, It's kind of got a lot of elements of the baby steps in it and, and kind of his other teachings. If you read like the total money makeover, for example, it's got a lot of that in there. Um, But it's all, it's just good in general in giving terms of giving you an overview um, of what to do with your plan. Um, He talks about um, what's called a legacy box. And that is um, just the idea of the legacy box alone is worth the cost of the book. I mean, it's not an expensive book, but, um, you know, regardless, it's just that alone is is, you know, extremely helpful. So, um, you know, that's a great resource if you're looking for where to get started in setting up a financial legacy. Um, Also, I recommend um, James E. Hughes book. Uh, keeping it in the family. Um, I referenced it in another episode talking about the five personal finance books that really changed my life. And um, it's an excellent book in terms of if you're especially if you're committed to wealth building and really making sure that you are, you know, being prosperous and all of that and really leaving a significant estate. Um, it, he walks you through the process of that in a lot of detail um, in terms of being intentional about leaving that kind of thing behind. Um, it, it's a really helpful book if you're if that is a path that you see yourself being on. And that's really a, a goal for you is to be wealthy in particular. Um, you know, as Christians, God calls us to be good stewards of what he's given us. And, you know, the Bible makes it very clear that um 
you know, God gives some gifts to others and then he gives other to other people who are um, good stewards of, of what he's given them. He gives them even more. So if you have been given more, then you are called to be more responsible with what you've been given and more intentional with what you've been given. So, um, you know, just something to keep in mind with that whole process. That's another good resource is um, that book by um, by James E. Hughes. The third aspect of of my legacy that I want to leave is um, a legacy of health. Um, And I think this is really helpful in two ways. Um, If you are healthy and you maintain good, healthy habits, whether it's eating right, exercising, um, just maintaining health in general, right? Um, Physical health. That not only makes you um, have to... It's positive just in the sense that you aren't you don't have as many health problems. You know, the obesity epidemic is very real and all of the health complications that come with that. If you are taking care of yourself, you are less likely to have to deal with those problems. Now, does that mean you'll never have health problems? Of course not. But if you are taking care of yourself, you you are definitely likely to have less issues over the years, which will cause less strain and emotional and financial distress for your family. Um, so that's one benefit to just taking care of yourself. Obviously, you live longer as well and your quality of life is, is better. The other benefit is that you're modeling good health for your loved ones, whether it be your children, nieces and nephews, cousins, friends, whoever. And you'll have a positive impact on the people around you who are watching you live a healthy lifestyle and seeing you benefit from that. Especially for parents, if you're raising children and especially if they're young children and they see you practicing healthy habits, they're significantly more likely to adopt those habits as they get older. Um, That's something that's important to me for Um, my children and um, you know if I one day have grandchildren and and you know just my loved ones in general I want them to think of me as being healthy and I want to um, maintain good health so that I can pass those habits down to my my kids and to just the people that I'm around in general Um, so that's something that I'm working on I'm not necessarily there yet like where I want to be (laughs) um (laughs) I could definitely stand to eat more vegetables, Um, but it's a goal of mine to really move in that direction so that um, when I look back on my life, I can reap the benefits of that and people around me would, you know, they can consider me a healthy person and my kids can consider, you know, themselves healthy and having healthy habits because of how I raised them. The next thing I want to do is um, I want to leave a legacy of integrity. You know, this is so important, um, but it's not quite as tangible as the other things I've mentioned. Um, How do you measure integrity, right? I mean, it's hard. It's not something you can quantify. Um, (laughs) It would be so much easier if it were, right? I mean, if you could say, oh, I'm 80% 80 integral today, you know, (laughs) I mean, that would be awesome, right? Um, If you could measure it. But I think... um, If you're intentional about being a person of character and living, um, especially as a believer, having the mind of Christ, living as someone who is trying to please the Lord and trying to expand the kingdom of God, it just naturally comes out in your actions and in how you talk and in how you treat people. Um, I think just having the Holy Spirit living in you 
Um, the more you are developing in your walk with God, developing in your relationship with God, he just starts to change and refine you and make you more like him. And that integrity that we're all looking for, that we're trying to achieve, it just is the natural byproduct of walking with him. And that's what the whole idea of sanctification is. It's him making you more like him. And so that's something that's very important to me as well. I think that it's important to ask yourself, if you died today, how would people remember you? How do you think they would remember you? I mean, it's hard. You can't know for sure, right? Um, But you can guess and you can kind of estimate based on your relationships with people, the things they say about you um, and the way that you treat them. I think you can usually make a pretty educated guess. um, But how do you want to be remembered is the other question, right? If you're not, if you don't think that you're being remembered the way you want to be, how do you change that? How do you improve that? What are things that you can do better um, to make that impact that you're leaving a more positive one? Um, I think those are all questions that I'm asking myself and that we can all ask ourselves. Uh, And it's it's an ongoing thing, right? I don't think that it's something that you ever really... um, Like you never answer that question and then have the same answer for the rest of your life. It's an ongoing process. You're continuously kind of checking in with yourself about your moral compass and who you are and whether you're the kind of person that is really expanding the kingdom of God or hindering it Um, because there are people who hinder it. And, you know, kind of want to be aware of where you lie on that spectrum, where you lie in that process. Um, So that's something to consider, too. The last thing I want to leave as part of my legacy is a legacy of service. I just want to make a difference. I want the world to be better because I was here. And I know that's a simple thing. I know that it's easy to say, oh, well, we all do that we all make the world a better place. We all want to make the world a better place. But I don't know that really that many people are really intentional about it and are really interested in leaving a big impact beyond just being rich and famous. It's understandable, right? I mean, look at the culture that we're in. The culture values people who are rich and people who are famous. And as long as you're not doing anything horrible, you know, like, I don't know, murdering anybody, you you usually are given praise just for that, just for being rich and just for being famous. Um, and it's it's it can be hard to separate that from really someone who serves and someone who leaves a legacy of ser- service in particular. Also, I think that we we need to redefine our ideas about service, what service looks like. Because sometimes we, t- we just have narrow-minded views about it. I think that service can take a lot of different forms. I think some forms are more obvious than others. It's very clear that if you're a missionary, for example, that's very clearly service. That's one of the highest acts of service, right? I mean, you're talking about people who literally give up their whole lives to, in many cases, travel to another country and live among the people there and, you know, be of service to those people and, you know, preach the gospel if they're if they're Christians, right? If they're Christian missionaries. And so in that case, I think that that's a more blatant type of service, a more 
extreme type of service in some ways, right? Um, Because you're walking away from your life, whatever life that was, and literally laying down your life in service to the kingdom of God. Um, But there are other forms of service too that aren't quite as obvious, right? I think that um, entrepreneurship is a form of service, especially if you're committed to making quality products and services that genuinely make people's lives better. I think that, you know, when you're committed to serving and, and being a blessing to people and you make that part of your mission, that's a form of service as well. And, you know, being profitable in the process of that, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I don't think that that's something that 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 we should be ashamed of. Um, I think being in in arts and entertainment is a form of service, right? Um, being in, in the sciences, being in tech can be a form of service. Um, any way that you're making people's lives better and you're improving their lives and you're um, helping them solve a problem and meeting a need, I think all of that can be a form of service. Um, and I think that, God isn't restricted in how he uses us to serve other people. And I think that we put the limits on ourselves and we really need to think outside of just the traditional ideas of what service actually means. It doesn't necessarily mean full-time ministry either. You can be live a life of service without being a pastor. You know, that's definitely a part of it. But I, I think we have to get beyond labels that are traditionally considered service oriented fields. But for me, the idea is just making the world better in general, whether whether it's through my writing, through this podcast, any other endeavors that God wants me to do. You know, my freelance writing that I've done for many years, um, all of those different things, I believe, are, are being of service to people. And whatever I do, you know, the Bible says do it, whatever you do, do it um, as unto the Lord, because it's the Lord that you're serving at the end of the day. And so from a Christian perspective, I think that that needs to be kind of our guiding principle when we're looking at how we can serve other people. If we're working as unto the Lord, it's it's going to be service at the end of the day. And it's going to be the highest quality of service as long as we make that our focus and we're doing it in his strength and not ours. So those kind of are, I think, the five pieces of the the legacy that I want to leave. Um, A legacy of faith, a legacy of financial security, a legacy of health, a legacy of integrity, and a legacy of service. Um, And so those are the things that are important to me. And you may have other things that are important to you. But I think it's important to think about and to really be intentional about um, going forward. So... My action step for this week is I want you to write down five words that describe the kind of legacy that you want to have, that you want to leave. Um, It could be you can feel free to borrow mine or come up with your own, you know, either way. Um, But make that list and be intentional about it and put it down on paper um, or in your phone or wherever you record stuff like this. Um, And I want you to brainstorm ways that you can start creating that legacy today. Um, get really intentional about it and really detailed about it. Um, I think it's great to think big picture and have really general ideas about it, but it's also important to really make this practical and look at ways that you can, in your daily life, what you're doing day in and day out, really make an impact, 
right? If you're looking to leave a legacy of health, for example, what's one thing you can do this week to be healthier? It could be something as simple as drinking more water, you know, or eating more vegetables or eating a more, um, getting more exercise, you know, little things like that. It, it makes all the difference. And I think that's really the key for this whole episode. Um, it's not so much the big picture things that necessarily make all the difference. It's the little things that we do all day, the, the little choices that we make day in and day out. Those are the things that cement our legacy. You know, when we look back at our lives, we see the highlights. We see the highlight reels. We have memories that stand out to us. But at the end of the day, that's not necessarily what people around us are going to remember about us. They'll remember the little things that we do, the little things we say to them, things that we might not have even remembered doing or saying. Those are the things that will stand out to other people and that will be how they remember us. And so the more intentional we are with those little things, the more powerful our, our legacy becomes. It's those little moments that will cement our legacy. And so let's get more intentional about those little things, those little moments, because at the end of the day, those aren't little at all. They make all the difference. So I hope this episode was a blessing to you. I hope it encouraged you and strengthened you. It's hard to talk about death and it's hard to talk about mortality and the fact that we won't live here forever. But when you look at it through the lens of Christ and the hope that he gives us, it's not as scary. And the Bible says, you know, death wears your victory, grave wears your sting, right? We have hope in Christ. And that hope means that we can not only look to where we're going, um, you know, in the future, but we can also get more meaning and more intentionality and more power here in our present. So I hope that you're able to do that because of what you've heard today. I'll see you in the next episode. I love you. And I pray that you're blessed. This concludes another episode of Purpose Without Apology. I hope you enjoyed it. Don't forget to subscribe, leave a review, and share with your friends. Until next time, remember, your purpose is waiting, so you need to go after it. See you in the next episode.